WPHLive.tv presents the Dave and Dave Sports Radiocast. Number 3,000 reach your own. On TuneIn Radio. I remember you said when I got my car crash last May that, you know, I only drive 70,000 up. That was good. On the uh, Is that what I said? Yeah. Oh, my God. You I said, sound like a total <laughs> You said you now think is he only drives 70,000 Oh, I thought up. you were talking about me saying that. Oh, no. no. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you only do. It's usually 75 wow. or more. Wow. Yeah. I did have one new car one time and crashed it one month after I got it, totaled. How, why is that? Why is what? Why did you crash it? Well, I decided oh, I had a crazy friend and he said, you know, of course he had no responsibility in anything. He said, yeah, my parents have this house up in Martha's Vineyard. Let's just go. Okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's two fun. guys I mean, hanging out. Eleven, you know, it's eleven hour drive from Pittsburgh. It's midnight, of course. Yeah, so. but you know. Oh yeah, it's cool. So we drive there, and eleven hours through the night, no problem. And uh, right, no problem. Yeah. So we get on the ferry, which you know costs a few hundred bucks to get over to Martha's Vineyard because you know it's an island. Yeah. Get your car on the ferry and um, get there, and his parents' house is completely under construction. It's you can't even walk in. Okay. okay. All it is is just wood and dust, and you know how these things are. So a- actually, no, no. Okay, <laughs> but well, yeah, okay. yeah. When they're building a house, um, that's what happens. There's a lot of cement. There's dirt. Uh, anyway, there was, uh, and there were you know hundred workers. So even if we wanted well, to just squat, you right. Know. So we get back on the ferry, another couple hundred dollars, which I was paying for, and um, we're driving. Don't really know what we're doing, but we just decide. Well, the Red Sox are in town. We're going to Fenway Park. Let's go. Oh, what year was this? This is 1996. What do you think? Hold on. 90s. Yep, they were under construction that year as well. Yes, 96. And we're driving. Now we've decided our next plan of attack after failing at Martha's Vineyard is Fenway Park. So we see a miniature golf slash go-kart slash pizza on to the left. We're on about a a four-lane highway, 45 mile per hour, I'd say. And you're not going to pass that up. Right? I mean, why would you? I wouldn't. <laughs> so, I mean, we saw This sounds like an incredibly fun trip. <laughs> it's going great buddies. so far. It's going really well. So, it, we made the decision a little late that we were going to pull off and go into this mini golf go kart facility. And as I made my break and turn, got slammed from behind by an 18 wheeler. Oh, nice. Yeah, car parts everywhere i mean car parts 100 yards ahead they're off on the other side of the road oh, my yes. car is yes. which was brand new brand new celica black it was so cool it was such a nice car a celica so and this was one of those new sport versions it i'd never even seen one that looked like it it was kind of an anniversary edition and uh that was destroyed and the police said well i mean i, I don't know what you're gonna do i said well what what can we do i mean how are we going to get home? Well, the airport's about 30 miles. Um, Did he give you a ride? Uh, no. No. Oh. So, got in the uh, taxi, got on a flight, <laughs> and I didn't drive again for two and a half years. Really? Yes. All because of this bad experience with your your Well, that your romance. I, t- I totaled my car. I couldn't get car insurance, and my dad was not too keen on getting me either, the car insurance or the car. So what was the moral of the story? Well, you would have thought that make better decisions, but as you know from the roast that I had in Montana just last weekend, I did not make better decisions <laughs> through my 20s or 30s. 
or even now. So I didn't learn anything. Can we talk about the roast? Well, and tell me what you mean by that. Well, what happened I, I was I, I think I know. I came to the Red Death with my chest out, yeah, my chin held high, thinking yeah. I'm a good person. I do good things. I actually have never done anything bad. And then it was left to you and Emma to let me know. Actually, you've done a lot of bad things. And let's start here. After about five hours, I I realized that you know what? I don't think I've ever done anything good. It was a humbling, humbling weekend. I felt like Charlie Sheen at the Comedy Central roast. Right. He was sitting in that chair and but he don't, thought all these people were coming to, you know, honor him and no. Don't underestimate yourself though. I it wasn't think, just five hours. It well, was no, you that, guys five kept hours, going after I left. Yeah, it was five hours before you got there. Okay. It was yeah. five hours after you left. <laughs> yeah. It was five hours while you were there. We I had I plenty to it's say. Still going. Is that Emin on the text right now? Yeah. Is he okay, so it's still going. Yeah, Emin and I are we're just running down stories of yeah. all the times that you weren't a good guy. Uh, yeah. It seems like there's an endless amount. There, It does go on and on. But it seems like both of you take so much pleasure in it. We love it. Hmm. Just recapping old times. Yeah. Just recapping old times. This is episode number 20 of the Dave and Dave Handball Sports Radio Cast. Mm-hmm. Got on, a lot to talk about today. Tune in radio, Patreon. And also, Apple, iTunes. Are you an iTunes guy? I have iTunes, but my phone is Android, so I'm why don't kind you of... get a new phone? Your phone really sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. I... Yeah, but now they have this new thing where you have to pay monthly. I don't like that. I want to just buy the phone, but they don't seem to let you do that anymore. Just pay monthly. No, I don't like that. I like to just—I don't like that many kind of thing hanging over my head. I like to just—you're an interesting dude. Yeah. You know what we have? today what well we have a recap of montana <laughs> we're I also gonna, we might do that we're also going to do a discussion about the race rate rankings mm. and there's kind of a big announcement to talk about that. that we're mid-season right now i would say yeah. we are going to promote preview and get the particulars about nola the big easy the lte first lte of our careers i can't wait for that one coming up right around the corner new orleans also, I hope that we talk a little bit more about Patreon and the benefits oh such. And then the preview of the Fort Collins, is it the the Gorilla? Is that the Great Gorilla Open? I just call it the the, the Gorilla. The top four in the race freight rankings are in attendance, plus Emmett Pichot, John Iglesias, and Abraham Montijo. I mean, really? And there's a Super Bowl singles LT, pre-LTE event this weekend that's, in Tucson. That's wonderful. How did that come about? Well, Can we fun, talk about that? That's a funny story. I was trying to talk Leo Canales Jr., into coming to Tucson at the airport. And, you know, me, always being truthful, I said, well, Leo, we're having a big tournament next weekend. It's the pre-LTE Super Bowl singles. It's a stage, right? It's a stage. Yeah, I want to play in a tournament. Yeah, I'm coming. Well, that's it. That's how it happened. So now, Leo, you are finding out how it works around here. (laughs) We get a couple marquee names in, Yeah, and then we'll just run the tournament around you. Why don't we just call this the Leo Open? It should be. Yeah. But I had to come up with something as though he wasn't the only reason we're having it, but he is. Yeah, I think this is pretty good. It's the Frito Leo Open. It could, and that's be all they... we do. We serve Fritos right. as as the uh, the food for the tournament. Hmm. It's not a big deal. No. A little bit of chili. Get a dip it in there. Two players in the top ten entered in this tournament. Three, four players in the top twenty. It's not even a. It's not. You, it's not even an entry fee or an entry oh, anywhere. There is. You'll there be is. Well, it's uh, this is an invitational. We've already got eight players. Is there confirmed. prize money? 
No, the, the prize is a free entry to the LTE event of your choice. My goodness. So, okay. All right. I get you. Pre-LTE, Super Bowl. Okay. There's also a beautiful Lombardi trophy that's going to go to the winner. I was at the club last night, yeah. and one of the clubbies, I like to call them, came up to me and said, are you playing in that tournament this weekend? And you said, no, I wasn't I said, given well, eight yeah, weeks I, I advance need, notice. I need 11 days, I told him. 11 <laughs> days advance. seven days. Need 11. I need 11 days. Hmm. But you don't need out. any time to get in that league. Well, I, I thought about that for nine years, and I finally <laughs> entered. <laughs> and so then they said, well, we hope you play. And I'm like, we? Who are you? Hmm. Are you running the tournament? I only found out about the tournament when I was driving to the club when you text me. Hmm. So you did, sent me a nice reply back. <laughs> <laughs> Very supportive. Does that go? <laughs> does that go on my list of great guy stuff? <laughs> that's that's part of it. I sent you some nasty emails recently, mm. really bad. Yeah, they were. I here threw, I am just trying to promote the game, and I get my response is, "Who cares." Oh, nice guy. I even, while I did it, I go, you know what? This is really harsh. You're being really hard on the beaver <laughs> ward. Yeah. Nope, I hit send anyway. <laughs> kind of reminds me of my Twitter account. I decided with my fake username that I yeah. used, my burner account, yeah. I decided to say the crudest joke I can possibly think mm. of. Yeah. After a young, I'm not even going to say, anyway, I won't say what the subject is. I was telling is. my wife yesterday saying, you know, DV's the kind of guy, he won't even let you look at the check if you go out to dinner. And then, you know, he'll surprise you, the things on your desk and all this stuff. But if you're going to email with him or text with him, just expect the absolute worst <laughs> things you've ever heard. I mean, the worst. Well, I is, that, is that how you cancel yourself out? Yeah, is it's, that, it is so strange. I mean, right. I say, I show up to the house in Montana, he's purchased $800 worth of food that nobody, for three days. Nobody ate. I'm trying to eat it. I mean, I'm not rude, I know, but I mean, how much can I eat? They serve me what ten pounds of pork and right smoked pork at the at the event. I have a problem with people that I'm breaking bread with feeling like they need to pay for it. Mm. I mean, if I'm driving to Vegas with you, I'm driving the car. Right. right. If we're going to dinner, I'm paying. That's just yeah. the way it is. Okay, well, that's just something I have a problem with. I've seen it. But if you ask me to enter your tournament mm -hmm. <laughs> and you don't give me eleven days notice. You're getting F-bombs, baby. <laughs> and it's going to be really bad. You go to my Twitter burner account page. Oh, my God. I'd hate to see what you said about me there. Let's just put it this way. Hashtag me too. Ooh. It's that bad. That's that's scary. I might have to go in there and really make sure that that's a burner account and there's no way of tracing back to me. Okay, let's talk about Montana. What an event. Should we talk about the amazing play or the amazing hospitality first? Because I don't know what was better. Well, I don't know what was better, really. The only thing bad about the town, and I actually liked it, was the fact that it was, you know, minus 20 degrees outside. And it snowing. felt pretty good, though. No, it was, it was nice. It wasn't bad, about 30 degrees. I, mean, I was trying to think, what was the thing that I didn't like about the club? I mean, I mean, Chicago right now is negative 30. Yeah, no. I mean, this place was, it was actually felt really nice. It's so cold in Chicago right now, the police officers are tasering themselves just mm. to stay warm. I think they've That's... called off school. Illinois and Wisconsin. Yeah. No school. Totally cold. Well, let's talk about Sean Sandow and Red Jolifey. Randy is his real name, but we call okay. him Red. Yeah. The, the nub. These guys are amazing. I mean, it reminded me of Jake Plummer a little bit. I mean, a lot. Of, Jake a lot Plummer of just 
every time I see him, he's walking through the club with a keg or a cart yeah, of food. And right. that, these guys are doing the same thing from Friday morning until s- Sunday afternoon. They never stopped. And they're running the tournament desk and they're trying to watch some matches. I mean, I heard Red on the local news station, the CBS affiliate in Missoula, saying this tournament came about in the mid-90s. He was supposed to go to a tournament, got canceled. He said, well, I'm, I took the weekend off. We're having a tournament. Well, so he, 15 yeah, he guys got together. I don't think they, they got 11 days notice, though. No, he was actually going to go to Martha's Vineyard that week oh. in the late 90s there. Um, <laughs> but I guess the, the place is under construction. and Right. Yeah. So he just... It, it came about the Red Death. That yeah. I never knew what Red Death meant, but Red. I didn't know either. Now uh, putting it all together. Yeah, I didn't know either in, until I saw that. And that then clip. Abraham started going. I'd say 2008 ish or so. No, a little bit later. Later. Yeah, about 2009 or 10. We okay. sent him there to represent the WPH for a couple okay. of the first three or four years, and uh, he did a great job. Yeah. I mean, we don't give him enough credit for what he built there. He's a rock star there. They they really look up to Abe, and, and they really do look at him and Sean and Red as those that have revitalized the handball in Montana. Well, you know, Abe takes a lot of pride in that tournament. You can see when Abe's on site, he's another one of these guys that's constantly working. He wants to make sure that everyone's enjoying themselves. And the feeling I got there at the Red Death is it's kind of like when you walk into a good friend of yours living room, and he wants to make sure that you're comfortable. He's got the food ready for you. Yep. He's got your room ready for you. Yep. Whatever you need, he's saying, hey, look, I'm just happy you're here. Whatever you need. Now, that's never happened to me, but well, I can no. imagine. No, it does happen to you, mm. but then it's followed by five hours of criticism that, mm. yeah. thank God, you know, before you, we started criticizing you, we ran around and hid all the knives and guns <laughs> just because we knew it could be. But that's what these guys, Red and Sean, do for every player who's in the tournament. Everyone feels like that, that they're in their living room. I agree. I mean, it's amazing. No, I I can't say. You know, and then we, the fans. We I mean, work so much that we don't really get to see it all. But but you're a, as a player, you get to roam around a little bit more than I do. And I felt it from my perspective of just being in the broadcast booth, you know, walking around taking pictures. Those guys really want to see good ball. And it seems two years in a row we've not let them down. Well, the final was incredible handball. Sean and killing that first game. Just so many great shots back and forth. I I don't can't remember many mistakes if any every opportunity was put away a lot of long rallies Killian punishing Sean but also punishing himself with those long rallies because both guys were exhausted by the middle of that tiebreaker Killian pulls out that first game or excuse me Sean pulls out that first game 15 to 13 after falling behind 12 11 he made two just amazing left-handed back wall kills I mean from the deep court even if Killian was up there he couldn't have had them they were so low Killian said I mean, you make shots like that with your left from 37 yeah. feet. What can you do? Sean, according to Killian, gave it his all for about the first 10 points of that second game and realized I'm too far behind now. Saved it for the tiebreaker, and he got down 6-0. And we were just talking about this day before the podcast. It started to feel a little bit like Vegas, the way Sean started right. to mount a charge there at 6-0. Came back all the way to 6. And at that point, I heard a lot of people saying, well, Sean's just tired. But Killian was tired, too. And Killian had just enough for that last burst, the last nine points of the match. He won, and he got his first title of the season. I don't think I've ever seen two finalists work so hard in a match that I could even recall, you know, on the Race for Eight finals. I I just don't remember it being that they were so, you know, uh, down for the count, both of them. I mean, I haven't seen Killian, first of all, breathe like he did when he went off the court on a couple of those timeouts. And Sean looked like he was down, but then he had more fight in him. Remember that... 
late in that tiebreaker. He dove up front and then dove back to get a ball when he was already just totally exhausted. And that, to me, is Sean trying to put on a show for the fans, saying, I, I might not win this, but I'm going to let you have something to remember me by. And Sean also left a headbutt to be remembered by. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was his hand. I'd look down. Concussion protocol there. So our top two players have been in concussion protocol this season, and I don't think we've ever seen one before. That's true. So it's this, it's the year of the potential concussion. Well, you know, if we're going to sum up Montana, it was great from the start to the finish. People, you know, always talk about these great handball tournaments, bring up the hospitality. I believe they had that there at, uh, at the peak health and wellness. It seemed like food was being rolled in all the time, and there was a lot of it. Yeah. Um, the fans were always eating. Nick Flores, your broadcast partner for mm-hmm. most of your matches, yeah. um, he couldn't stop eating. <laughs> but then again, that's, well, that's Nick Flores. Well, let's talk about Marco Chavez, who it seems like for the last four stops has been right on the brink of clinching that Elite Eight berth. And in fact, I've congratulated him incorrectly twice. Right. Telling him you're in the top I was, eight. I was fearful that this would have been the third And that's time. why I told him I'm not saying anything. Right. I don't know how the algorithm works. I know it's close, but I really don't know. I would suggest thank you win- for not doing that because I, I felt so bad. I would suggest winning this match that you're about to play because that's going to help more than losing Will. And we sat down with the computer on Saturday night, and we we're 99% sure with the the rankings team that a win for Marcos would guarantee him a spot in the Elite Eight, regardless of what Mondo did. But also a Mondo loss would also guarantee him a spot. The way it worked out, Mon- Mondo did win, and Marcos won, and that was enough for Marcos to just climb over by 0.25 0.25 again they were separated by 0.25 after Portland and now they're still separated by 0.25 yeah now it's possible that Marcos could still be outside going into San Francisco which, right because he could lose it in New Orleans and Mondo coming to Tucson could pick up points and I know now it's the best six out of nine but Marcos beat Mondo in Armando lost in the first round in Houston last year. So he's going to be able to gain some points there. Marco's also lost in the first round there. It's just going to be close. We don't know. I'll say that it looks like Marcos and Vic are going to play in the quarterfinals in New Orleans. They play every tournament, but that's just how it's going to work out again. Yeah. And Marcos picked Vic, which was surprising to me. Because Vic, first of all, they travel and play together but also, Vic had beaten him four times in a row going into Montana, and two of those matches were not close. And yet he picked him. He could have picked anyone on the board besides Emmett. So he had seven choices. It now, seems to me he would have wanted to pick Mondo, but Mondo was really hot in those early rounds. Mondo played exceptionally well in Montana. I have not seen him play that well in 12 months. I don't know what happened to him against Daniel Cordova because I played him later in that day, and he was on fire. That's what I mean. Playing as well as I've ever seen him play. And then he is also on fire against Vic. So I still can't figure out what happened against Daniel. I think, I think Marcos stayed away from him. I, I thought Marcos would go after you. Yeah. Maybe Marcos's best run would have been Sean Lenny. Well, had he known the way Sean was but feeling. But everybody knew. Oh, they did? I did. Yeah, everybody knew that Sean was not feeling good. I didn't know. Well, Sean said he was cranky well, we, the next we, day. We just tried to make sure not to talk to you oh, about yeah. things after what happened the previous night. With our intervention. And the next day. <laughs> you call that an intervention? And the next day. Mm. Well, we could have kept going. By oh, I know. 
But anyway, wrapping up the Montana thing, I don't know okay. if you have more to say about it. But I mean, we can just sit here for the whole. Well, Marco Chavez, 44 years old, becomes the oldest player right. in the history of the Rays Freight Tour to become an Elite Eight member, and he's got that forever. Yeah. No, I mean, what else can you say? He's he's played really good ball. I yes. I feel since Portland, he's been on fire. I mean, well, I was texting with John Iglesias yesterday, and he said, you know, I just didn't really bring it for that ninth place final i said i don't know what anyone could have done against marcos playing like that i mean marcos was just totally in control and he was in control against leo jr the night before marcos came up to me he's never done this before and he said did you see that i was on fire <laughs> you know i've never heard marcos talk about so to say that he must have been on fire his back what you i agree with you guys i didn't realize that he had such a great back wall until you you emmett uh, both brought it up in the broadcast booth, saying, "You know, his back wall game is really hard. It, yeah. Hard to, hard to, you know, you have to. If you throw a ball back there, he's going to kill it." I thought I didn't really think he was the back wall guy, but then when wa- watching him, yeah, he's getting most of his points off that kill shot off the back wall, right? And when he wants to get it, he's more dangerous than just a, in the flow of the game. So when it's crunch time and he goes for those kill shots, pretty darn effective. Well, his footwork on his back wall, particularly on that revolving door, which. You know, you would think was a setup for most guys, but most guys aren't putting that shot away more than 40% of the time. I'd say he's up around 70 or 80 on that revolving door shot with his right hand. It's amazing. Uh, so I think he's going to stick around for a long time if he continues with at least that shot. You remember Dan Armijo sometimes would get hot around that revolving door right. or just the back wall with either hand. And uh, either was, hand, right. He was amazing. Danny Bell, same way. 2010, I played Armijo. He had to have been about 50 at that time, right? I mean, 48. And he was uh, 48, yeah. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. He killed everything. That's what I'm saying. You leave a ball off the back wall with one of these guys that knows how to get hot. Yeah. I mean, they're still going to be good in their 50s. Right. Hmm. It's kind of like the sky hook that Kareem had. He could still go out there and score. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Today. It's an unstoppable shot. But, I mean, can he do the sky hook from the three-point line? Because that's really what's happening now in the NBA. <laughs> so. No, he can't. Uh, he Not might. very good. He Not might. a good player. Nope. Can't, can't, can't ball. We're going to talk about the rankings. I think we should just do this whole show in one segment. I mean, Killian Carroll now retains his number one ranking. He's been either number one or co-number one since April of 2017. So he's going on almost two years at number one. But we've had four different guys win race stops out of our four, four right. stops. So we've we've got a Luis Cordova. We've got a Daniel Cordova. We have a Sean Lenning. And we have a, a Killian Carroll now. Mm-hmm. That's... I think that's really good for handball because coming out of the world championships, there was this lull around handball. I felt it too. Sort of this uh, handball hangover. Mm, I didn't feel it. I <laughs> I didn't. I need to get Emmett on the line. Yeah. Emmett <laughs> we need to get you back for that. I felt it. I felt okay. like there was sort of a depression in the air. Um, it, it could have been post Dave Chapman passing away and the news of that. Uh, but there was just something hanging out there and I'm not sure what it was. Mm. And it very well could be that the Americans can't compete with the Irish. But See, Ireland hasn't been doing Ireland hasn't been doing well on the race rate stops this year. Look at what Martin Mulkerns did in the in, in right. the first go around in Took Atlanta. Yeah. Sean Kerr takes thirteenth. Yeah, and, but, but Killian, I, you know, I did want to talk about Sean Killian's, Kerr. Killian's being consistent, but yeah. he finally wins his first stop, and he's only leading Sean Lenning in the rankings by uh, two points and a half. Three. Okay. But Killian's been in three finals this year. Right. No, I mean he's he's doing what he needs to do. Sean's been in two. Right. Right. But I mean, three finals out of four, I'd say that's pretty. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty darn good. good. Yeah, but it's but for him, for a yeah, guy that's won every single stop, it seemed like the previous year, except for one or two. But it's kind of like, you know, they talk about Jordan Spieth, and he had that amazing two thousand fifteen. He got two majors and almost a third, and he dominated. And 
you can't compare every year to that. No, no, I know. Uh, but I mean, maybe Killian will go on and win four more stops this year. I don't know. I think he will. Well, he's not going to play in New Orleans. Okay, or so in... you got me on a technical. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm just—he still could. He's got San Francisco, New York, and Salt Lake City. That's potentially okay, three. three more stops. I say he wins all of those. Can, they can win. Well, he said right after that win in Montana that he went back to the drawing board after the loss in Tucson, and said that he felt like he was in shape for Portland and just got beat. I was, mm. I was, that was interesting to hear that because yeah. he said I felt like I made the the necessary improvements. Now I need to improve on this. Uh, I don't know how anybody can beat him the way he played in Montana because in order to gruel out those points against Sean Lennon, you have to be in really good shape and definitely well, well, you know, he was. I thought he played about as flawless as you could play in Portland against Luis Cordova in the semifinals and a lot of people, pro players, thought the same thing and then he goes out the next day and yeah, he didn't look like I, the same guy. Yeah, I agree with you. That was that was different. That was, that, I mean, that was odd. But John Iglesias moves back into the top 10. He hasn't been there since 2015. He was kind of he, he actually didn't even qualify for a couple stops. Failed to qualify in Tucson. Missed a couple qualifiers last year. So he's happy to be back. And I know he was pretty disappointed with his play coming into Portland where he broke through and got into the round of eight. Shorty Ruiz stays in the top ten. He's now tied with John Iglesias. I would love to see those two guys play. Well, I'd love to hear what Shorty has to say today about what happened against Sean Lennon in the round of 16. I know, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about that, but can you just briefly hit on this? He's up 13 to three in a tiebreaker. He won the second game, 15 to two. He should have won the first game. Yeah. Up, up 15 that first to 13, game. something like that. 15 to 12. He lost, but he was up, I think 12 to eight. Right. And Sean really was just not Sean. No, I, I don't want to take away from what Shorty was I, I, doing. Honestly, I believe anybody could have beat him that day. Anybody. Yeah, that's really. Because right. he just didn't seem like he wanted to be at the he tournament. Was underhand lob serving right down the middle. Yeah, it's like, let's get this over with so I can get out of here. So Shorty's up 13 to 4 in the tiebreaker, going to 15, and he hits a good serve to the right, and Sean hits a punch fist that hits the ceiling. This ball came so far high off the back wall and out. I mean, this is the kind that in most courts it would have been. Out into the, the gallery. Yeah. yeah, into the gallery, into the weight room. But the back well goes all the way to the top in Montana. So this ball comes out. And this is not an easy shot because you could never practice a shot like this. Right. The balls hit the back wall 17 feet high, and it's coming down with so much speed and angle. And Shorty's up there at the short line hitting a back wall shot. And he hits, you know, it's not like he completely flubbed it, but he misses it by six inches. And all he had to do was hit it a foot high because Sean was over on the right side of the court. But you saw Shorty's body language just change after that. Shorter slumped, and I was thinking, why? You're up 13 to four, and you just won 15 to two. And it's not as though Sean came in and scored 10 points in a row. Sean got one point, made an error with his left. Shorty's back in at 13 to five. So that it's like that shot never happened. Right. Shorty has another setup, and he kind of rushes a shot with his right, falling back, hits that one in the ground. Now Sean gets in again. He scores two. Shorty serves again in 13 to seven. He still got a 95% chance to win if not more. Well, you've gone through this your whole career. Right. Until recently, where you would have that trouble of climbing that mountain but not pushing yourself over it. I know that you've read books. I know that you've felt like you need to get into better shape. You've gone through a lot of mental stuff, uh, talking to people, psychiatrist type things. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That's I, not true. <laughs> okay. I made up that last part. And the books part. I, okay. okay. Yeah, I know yeah. you haven't read anything ever. Yeah. Um, reading your driver's license is actually very difficult for you to do. But yeah. you... 
uh, so you know, all of it was untrue. Uh, I made all of that up okay. about you, but you had that problem of getting to that spot, and yes. then you've been able to break through it now. What yeah. was the thing that made it change for you? Was it having kids? Was no, it- I don't think it changed. I just think 13 to 4, my problems would come at 13 to 10, 13 to 9, you know, but 13 to 4 just seems, like, and particularly the way the match was going. Shorty was just in control. I mean, Sean wasn't even running for the ball at that point. Right. No, I, 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 I get that. myself. But what kind of advice can you give Shorty? Because you've been in that same position many times. Well, I told Shorty, I mean, that was not the easiest shot. It was an awkward shot. You didn't hit a bad shot. You hit it pretty good, and you just barely missed it, and then you were back in at 13 to 5. What's the big deal? Yeah, just reset. Just close it out. Yeah. I mean, and I actually feel badly for Shorty because he hit some really good serves at 13. The one in 13 to 4 was good. Every time he got in, he hit a good serve. And they just barely popped up and gave Sean a swing because, you know, Shorty's served on the right. That can easily crack yeah. out or it can straighten out. And he was an inch or two from those aces. balls crack aces. I thought they were aces. And, I, and, and they just barely hit the floor and bounced into the sidewall, not for easy returns, but Sean was able to get them back. And those were easily could have been aces. It's sort of Shorty tanking, but also Sean playing pretty strong well, at Sean the same time. stepped up, you know, a li- Shorty said a he was bit. hitting the ball a lot harder with a he lot of hop. He definitely was, but I don't feel like he was in clamp down, no. close out, I'm going to go, you right. know, into that mode. He wasn't there. He was he was giving Shorty 40% and like a good pitcher that knows how to throw a changeup. Yeah. Sean gave him like a ultimate match changeup where he all of a sudden flipped the switch and it was definite that I'm going to try to beat you now. And that mentality got underneath the skin of Shorty. He made a, you know, referee had a subjective call. Mm. There was a couple plays where Sean made ridiculous gets, on, especially on the serve. Mm. And then Shorty let himself down at least twice. I mean, at least twice. And there was probably more like five or six times. But Sean went on this run like nearly eight points in a row at one point. Well, I played Sean in New York 2011. I was winning 19 to 10 in the first game. And I... I didn't score that 19 point, and immediately I thought to myself, I lost this game, and I did. So I guess who am I to say that Shorty should have done this or that? It was sort of similar. I think it's more similar than people would ever (laughs) imagine. And, you know, I started, I served about six times at 19, and I never scored, and I just felt like I can't score. He's getting to everything. No, I mean, he's absolutely amazing. I mean, Sean Lenning can do whatever he needs to do. That's what I'm saying about you and giving some advice to Shorty. I'm hoping that you do take that serious and just really try to analyze what the difference is because you went through some hardships early, I felt. Well, I, I didn't get a chance to see that live, and I just I, I had to come home and watch it, and I watched it three times that night. Oh my I gosh. still couldn't believe it. The sh- the Shorty, yeah. Sean Lenning, because I, I wanted to be able to talk to Shorty about it, and I did. I told him, you were up 13-4, to four, you had a good chance to get 14, and you barely missed a shot, so what? You're still in control of the match. Why do players let those things bother them so when they get to that point where they feel like they're jaded by... I, right. I've seen Shorty do this and yeah. other players. Yeah. They feel like they're jaded by the referee and they just tank the whole match. We right. saw Mondo Ortiz do yes. that in Tucson against yeah. Charlie Shanks one year. I believe it was Charlie. And it was that short call or there was a call that, you know, he or maybe it was in the against Sean Lenning, actually. But he let it get to him to a point where you're winning. You're, you're up 14-1. to You know, you're... Even though he ends up winning that game, your opponent now gets nine straight points because you're upset. Just go and close it down. We right. saw it at the World Championships, Daniel Daskalakis right. up against Martina McMahon. She's yeah. winning the tiebreaker. There's some bad calls that happened in the previous game. Referee makes a you know questionable 50-50 type call. And now all of a sudden, 
Daniel's tanking because she's right. upset with the referee. You know, why why let the referee get to you to that point? I know this game's emotional, but I I don't quite understand that. And I, and trust me, I I suffer some from some serious problems myself what's on the court it's always easier from the outside looking in but it just seems like shorty is in a great position that match and that changed the whole draw i mean that changed everything about that tournament it did sean lenning stayed alive and then even on saturday morning we didn't know what do we expect from sean today yeah he was a totally different person you saw it he beat vic in three minutes and 25 seconds in that first game 15 to 2 he had 10 left-hand kills in the first game yeah, it was sort of like he was just in a different gear. I guess that that feeling that he had that first day of being under the weather or sickness or not, uh, you know, not in sorts. He was out of sorts. Right. I guess, I guess, you know, whatever it was, it's gone because it was clearly obvious that he was a better player. Right. But what do you want to do now, Mister? Want to talk about? Want to just keep going on these? Se- well, we're going. I, mean, I, I like I like we, the one segment idea. We hit on. New Orleans, but let's just talk about who's committed to New Orleans. Okay. Right now, we've yeah. got number three and four, the Flying Cordovas. Daniel ranked three, just one point ahead of Luis. And we did mention the rankings. Sean Lenning has separated himself, I'd say, pretty substantially from number three, Daniel, up by four points, which is, you know, a pretty nice cushion going into San Francisco or actually going into the LTE season. But Flying Cordovas will be the top two seeds in New Orleans. Vic Perez is there. Vic Perez. Ma- you already said Marcos. You said, Marcos. is Mondo coming as well? No, he's not. See, that's an interesting one because what if Mondo would go to NOLA, win that tournament, mm-hmm. let's say. Yeah. He could technically pass right. his his buddy Marcos, would only have, what, two weeks of being in the top eight. He could, yeah. He's interesting. And Marcos could also add to his, yes. his rankings. Marcos is going to be playing the way it looks now, and the way it will be, I believe, is Marcos will play Vic in that quarterfinal. And that would be a big, for the rankings, that would be crucial for both. Because Vic sits just .25 points behind number five. Vic's at number six right now. Hmm. So and Vic, we, Vic is moving up. He also won the doubles again, like well, he Vic always is, does. Vic is what we've seen from the Cordovas over the last eight years, which is just this steady climb. Nothing, it's not going from number, you know, six to number one, but it's number eight to number seven to number well, six. Well, it used to be like 12 and then right. 11, 10. Yeah, it's, it's Vic, gradual. You know, you, you've heard from him on Patreon. You know, one of the biggest moments of his life was qualifying for the first time on the race tour, beating Andy Nett in 2012. And he failed to qualify a couple times. So he's a guy that couldn't get through the qualifier. Then he finally did. Now he's getting into that top five, potentially. Yeah. With one more good tournament. Yeah. And he's been the fifth place guy this season. He had two fifths coming into Portland, or excuse me, Montana, and he lost the fifth place final to Mondo. And I was uploading a video on Patreon earlier today, and I noticed that, uh, and I forgot, actually, that he made it to the semifinals of the 2017 USHA four-wall nationals. And the semifinals of the, he beat Sean Lenning there. Yeah, it was a big draw. He also beat Sean Lenning at the 2018 NYAC to make the semifinals. So, you know, good player. And if you play doubles against him ever in your life, you'll find out how good he is. Well, I mean, that's you, to me, is his thing. But my goodness, that guy's clamped down. I'll tell you an interesting story about Vic, which, of course, he would never tell because he's so humble. But they had a, a competition at the Los Angeles Athletic Club to determine, you know, most fit person, best stamina, most strength, kind of one of these all-around 
obstacle courses that combine strength and speed and agility. Kind of an Ironman of the LAAC. Kind of, but a short type thing. Okay. And they've got Olympic athletes at the LAAC. They're not just pulling guys from behind their desk at you know their law firms. These are professional basketball players that play for their team. Hot, you know, world-class swimmers, world-class squash players, handball players, everything. And this is a, this is a serious facility with the best athletes in the world that have been recruited to be members and athletes sponsored by the LAC. Vic won that. That's unbelievable. He won it. Yeah. I mean, he had a time. Now, we don't know exactly what the events were, but he had a time of two minutes and 15 seconds. Other handball players that are pro players were in the 330s. So to beat another pro athlete at your own sport by almost half their time. Yeah. And he's beating all the basketball players, the swimming. So Vic, to me, is the fittest guy on tour. He played eight matches in Montana. I didn't see any kind of drop-off. No, that's the thing about him. You, you don't ever really see anything rusty. And the guys that play with him down at the LAAC say you just, you know, you have to just bring the best game you have to beat him. He's never going to let you down, and he's only going to get better. So... They say if you walk into the LAC, everyone there knows Vic. He's up in the weight room. He's up doing the pilometrics and the, the workouts and the handball. And He's a paramedic. He works these 24-hour shifts. But he'll just come straight from those shifts right to the club. Yeah, that's what you do. His number one priority is handball. And I think that's what separates these guys. You look at the rankings and you say, well, who's the most serious about this? Killian Carroll, number one. And you just go down the list, and you can see who's the most serious when you look at those rankings. I think the rankings actually rank who's the most serious. Yeah, okay. Okay. Do you, so, think, do you think Sean Lenning's the most well, serious? Well, I think Sean Lenning is is so talented. But he's still doing these long rallies Yeah. also. So he's, he has to be very talented. He but, has to be in shape. How, but unless, then again, Sean Lenning, this is his livelihood. So, yeah, he's serious. I mean, if, if this is your livelihood... I mean, he doesn't miss stops, so no. we know that. I mean, no, he might so. miss Nola. I don't know if he's in that one, but... He's not. So, finally, after about 10 years, he's missing his he, second tournament. It's funny because in 52 stops in the history of the tour, he's only missed one. That was New Orleans 2017, two weeks after he hurt his shoulder. So now he's going to miss another one in Nola. Just two weeks after, you know, hurting <laughs> his head. <laughs> so Nola is not... Not on Sean's radar, apparently. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't tell you how impressed I am with these guys. Really. I uh, was thinking I mean, about back 10 years ago when we started this whole thing. Yeah. We've act, it's getting closer to 15 years now. Wow. I know that's crazy. But yeah. when we started the WPH, the players were still kind of wild animals. And it's taken a long time. You're talking about Vic Perez moving from 12 to 10 and then mm -hmm. methodically getting up to number five. Yeah. That's kind of how the pros have been. Yeah. They're now hanging out. They're talking to the locals. They're playing doubles with the locals. Very accessible, outgoing, friendly. Yeah, uh, It's a pretty good group. You know, we try to get... Sometimes we're kind of harsh on these guys. Mm -hmm. I, I think we take the, the foot off the pedal just a little bit yeah. and just recognize the fact we have a really good core group of dudes right now. I mean, I just... I look at the rankings. I just love everyone that's ranked. I mean, these are amazing people. They are. I mean, I, I'm just in awe of them. What they're able to do on the court, off the court... You know, the Cordovas, just take them for example, and they're not the only ones, but I think people love them so much because you can just sit next to them and watch a match with them. They're there, and they'll talk to you the whole match. Then they'll go in there and play. Marco Chavez. Marcos. And all these guys. Mondo. Yeah. Mondo. They're very... Killian. Yeah. A Killian looks... You know, it's funny about Killian is that 
the fans just see him as a stealth killer out there diving mm-hmm. all over the court. Get down, you know, to the nitty gritty with that dude. Talk to him about anything, anything. He has, you know, a, he has, he has a, an opinion on it. He's educated. He is not going to hold back his opinions. Yeah. He'll tell you exactly how he feels. A lot of players don't realize that, or yeah. people don't realize that. He'll tell you. Yeah, what he, I, I hung out with Killian after he lost in Atlanta, and he's just he does and says all the right things, yeah. but he will tell you the truth. He's yeah. not going to lie to you. And yeah, if, know you know his, if you know his father, you know he's not going to lie to you, yeah. right? His dad's going to come right out. Killian okay. kind of, you know, smooths the edges a little bit. But if you really truly say, "What do you think of this person? What mm-hmm. do you think of this this call? What do you think of this rule? What do yeah. you think of this sport?" Mm-hmm. He'll come right out and tell you. And it might be something that blows you away. You know, I know I mentioned this probably on the last podcast, but there was a pro tennis tournament up the street here. Guys ranked number 400 to 600 in the world. I went up there trying to have a conversation with them. Went nowhere for me. I mean, absolutely nowhere. You come to one of these race stops and talk to our number one player, number three player, number two player, doesn't matter. They'll talk to you for as long as you want. No, it's just amazing. Yeah, and you know, leading the charge with this, besides you, Dave, because you're, you know, you're employed. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if you wanna, for the time being. Yeah, if you, it's so, always, it's kind of like there's a pink. Sl- let's just never mind. I'm not yeah. going to bring it up. Okay, okay. Yeah. But Danny Cordova. Yeah. What a great guy this yes. he's turned into. Uh, right. And can you find a better personality than Luis Cordova? It's amazing. People don't realize no, that. No, I've said that he since he was 19. Absolutely and remarkable. And we were hanging out. This guy is so sharp, Luis. He, he could Nothing actually write comedy. He could write he's comedy. He's amazing. It's a subtle, dry humor that you won't and get. And he picks up on everything. Yeah, yeah. He Nothing gets past him. Sharp. I mean, just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And But you can say that even about Vic. You know, the guy is so quiet on the court. When he plays, he never argues with the referee, but you get him off and talk to him, and he's uh, he's he knows what he's talking about. I'm very impressed with this core group of dudes that we have, and the ones that are coming in, you know, right underneath him, the Max Lane Max. Have you right. have you seen these interviews that that I saw Kara his has? chin after he dove yeah. and banged it off the floor down 24 to seven against Iglesias. But Kara interviews him. How and many times said, per match? It's three times a match. Yeah. It's, it's protocol. Right. And he has three times more things to say than any other person we've ever inter- interviewed. I yes. mean, the guy's a, he's a rock star. He's in Ireland right now, about to play in the Irish Collegiate Championships. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, I'm glad you brought up Max Langmack. He's another one of these guys that's entered in New Orleans. He'll be there. Jonathan Iglesias will be there. Marco Chavez. Now we've also got the seniors in New Orleans. That's the second senior stop of the season myself and marcos entered george garcia jr's in number three hopefully the canalises juan canales senior will enter i know beckelman is in yeah mike bankelman is in bankelman and then i heard joe leonis tell me this morning that he was going to enter love joe i haven't entered yet played joe in reno right a couple years ago yeah i mean he's yeah good good player yeah very good excellent I call him a Reno pro. Well, he is. He's kind of like yeah, the... he's a pro. The, the club pro yeah. out there. Yeah, excellent ball player. He's got... You can see he's got that pro mentality. The, the whole... Yeah, everything. he knows what he's doing. I'd like to see you play him. Huh. Be a good one. Have you seen me play? Kevin Price made a big deal about changing the scoring format of the senior raise break. Never hear from did. him again. <laughs> never. He will never enter that guy. He's been emailed 10 times. In advance of every It's hard tournament. to check emails when you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Well, wouldn't you if you looked like that? I, I mean, mean, if I was that gorgeous, I would show up to work naked. I mean, that's a face team president. That right guy there. is a good-looking dude. 
good dude right there. You're a good dude for bringing it up like that. Well, 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 what? I don't know if I am a good dude after last weekend. I, yeah, I used well, to think I was. Good dude minus the five hours worth of uh, intervention that you received. Let's talk a little bit about Patreon. Okay. Last weekend was exclusive Patreon. Uh-huh. Got so a lot of exclusive stuff. Only the Patreons were able to watch those incredible quarterfinal, semifinal, playoff, and final match from Montana. What yeah, a show they got. You feel bad about that? Well, I'm a Patreon. I know, but do you feel bad that other people... No, because... What we've done for the sport, not to toot our own horn here. I see the trumpets here in the corner. Maybe yeah. I should blow them. You know, <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. I don't think. Well, you what can I'm saying is, we've trumpet. done so much for this sport. Not just you and I. We're you know employees, but the donors, the people that have supported what we've done, have done so much to get us where we are. That yeah, I do think that it's justified that the people who support us are getting to reap the benefits. No, I agree. Why shouldn't they? Yeah, I mean we're not here without them. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. So, no, I don't feel bad. I feel bad, you know, that more people should be signed up. And I'm not one to just get in your face and say you need to do this. But, you know, if you love handball and you want to watch these matches and, I mean, Vic Perez this week, who's won, I don't know, 190 doubles tournaments, he's on there talking double strategy to Patreons only. You don't want to hear that? I want to hear it. Yeah, I do. And that comes at a price because, you know, Vic has to give his time for that. Right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. But also, this is exclusive stuff. You're not going to find this just floating around on a website. So, uh, yeah. And also, the fans of Handball make these pledges. Mm. I, I really thought it was great when Katrina Casey contacted me out of the blue to say, absolutely love Patreon. I love watching the matches this weekend. And the wrap-up videos that you guys did on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Which is funny because you've wanted to do those for years, but for some reason you never really brought it to the attention of the broadcast team. You did it within five minutes. Right. We had the first one done. The next night, I mean... Yeah, no, it's... So, uh, it's something I have that, problems, okay? Okay, all right. No, I didn't... You know, the problem was... <laughs> When I thought of doing this a long time ago and brought it to the attention, it was like, well, we have to extract these videos and it's going to yeah. be a lot harder to do. But then when I talked to Che as well as uh, Kara, mm-hmm. our cameraman and sideline right. reporter respectively, they said, oh, yeah, we do this all the time. In fact, we couldn't, we don't understand why you didn't do it. Oh, yeah. You know? Right. So I said, yeah, well, okay, well, if you think it's that easy, yeah. try it out. Well, everybody's up until 1.30 in the morning mm-hmm. making this package. Yeah. And... I think it's awesome. If yeah. you haven't seen them yet, it's amazing. Just click the video. It's yes. it's pretty cool. Now we're building up more than what it needs to be, but if you like when handball's on your local TV station and they show you the recap, mm-hmm. just think of this being handball's version of SportsCenter right. with uh, just a real quick wrap-up video. Yeah, I mean it's like I'm on Twitter. I didn't get a chance to watch the final round on Sunday of a PGA tournament. Boom! I go to the PGA. You see all the big shots. Yeah. You, you hear all of the, the Three scuttle. minutes, I've seen the big shots, the analysis. It's great. And the neat thing about Kara following her around, she was holding onto her phone and she was taking notes. And she, at one point, it was uh, six to zero in the tiebreaker with Killian. And, mm-hmm. and she says, uh, this is, you know, this is time for Lenning to make a comeback. And then they broke to the video and the announcer, you say, this reminds me of a Lenning comeback, mm-hmm. you know? So... She knew exactly what was going to happen, and, you're, and she she brings this sort of stuff up. Then at the end of the day, Jeff Kastner goes and finds six to zero, puts that portion into. Mm-hmm. So she's really paying attention right. as well, and it's uh, it really does help out with the you know wrapping up things, making it easy for those that were unable to catch the videos. Right, and even if you did 
watch the matches. It's still great to watch the recap. Oh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, yeah. All the fun. replays, all that yeah. stuff. And and it was all done just within a few hours. Mm -hmm. Shay got onto the airplane after he left Missoula. And by the time he landed in Portland, the video was sent to me and I uploaded it. So I mean, you want to talk about a personality. Let's talk about Shay. I mean, this guy would just come right out with anything. He comes up to me, he hadn't seen me in three months. He said, what happened to you in Portland? I mean, you used to get to the finals of these tournaments. Now you're losing the first round. Oh my <laughs> and he gosh. just walks away. Good dude. Well, well, he's learned. He got the memo. He learned. Yeah, he. It's the. It, it's the roast. <laughs> it must have felt good. Oh yeah, knowing that everybody was in on it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there also another thing that was played? Oh yeah, the trophy fiasco. Oh, that that was, was part of the roast. I actually turned that around on Fred Chapman. You guys had, you know, made it, made me feel like the trophy was lost. Right. So now I'm in a panic, right. of course, uh -huh. because I'd sent the trophy or thought I did four months ago mm -hmm. to get that out of the way because. Yep. What happened? So I told Fred, well, I put out $300. I said, I'm just going to give this to the winner because the trophy is like $200. I'm going to give him another uh -oh. 100 Uh-oh. I'm going to give him another 100 because of the effort it's going to take him to make this trophy and make calls to have the trophy made. So I just figured 300 is right. You know, and if he doesn't want a trophy, he just has 300 extra dollars. And now Fred's looking at me, and I already know that the trophy's not lost. And now he's feeling bad. He Well, well I wouldn't do that. I, I, I mean, you might find it. I said, no. I've asked you for it for three days, and I texted you about it earlier this week, so it's clearly lost. But clearly... So I'm now I'm walking to the court oh to no. hand this $300. Oh no. but, but really, the underlying... And he broke down. The underlying truth is, I had the trophy the whole time. Right. I had it hidden the whole time, and I knew that you also thought that you sent it the whole time. Yeah. And so I was just keeping it hidden mm. underneath the desk, mm -hmm. behind the computer in that little storage room we had. Oh. Well, why would I be snooping around your yeah. office? I mean, No, it wasn't my office. It was in oh. Missoula. It was sitting behind oh. the counter. Okay. I, I even hit, took it out of the boxes in case you went there to look for something else and mm. found it. Okay. That's how far I took this. That's a good person. And then when Fred came to me and said, oh, you know, I can't, I have a problem. I, I can't find the trophy that Dave sent. Yeah. And I don't know where I put it. And I don't even remember getting it. And mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I have it. So do you also have the one for San Francisco, or is this just more part of yeah, the stage? I you have, have that, too. Yeah. Because now i got Emmett and his wife worried about Not that Emmett cares. Well, but he, they, they won't be listening to this. No. Definitely not. Well, he's a PhD. He's pretty smart. He knows well, better. They would be listening if the title of this was <laughs> Dave and Dave Handball Sports Radio Cast Episode, what is it, 19? 20. 20. The Emmett yes. Files. Right. They would be listening to that. Mm. But this one, not so much. No. No? No. No, but no, I do have, I have all of them, sir. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. But I got an email confirmation saying they were all sent. So now all my emails are just lies. I, mean, I made that up too. Hmm. I made a oh clearly. I made a UPS account with a fake email address, right. and I sent because you knew I wasn't going to click on that link. Once I no. see that UPS, all those numbers, no, you I, just put it in your file. I'm good. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. No, I made that up too. Huh. It's all part of the stage. Wow. Do we have anything else besides the birthdays to talk about? I know we have stand-up hilarity. No, we do. Corner. We've what got else? the Ford Collins, the Great Gorilla Open. Okay, let's do that. Top four in the race. We're, we're getting rankings. close to an hour. We we only have an hour, so wrap right. it up. Killing Carroll won it last year. <laughs> defeated Sean Lenning in the final two games, 21-10, 21-11. We'll see if Sean Lenning can flip the script this year, but they're going to have to contend with the Flying Cordovas. Emmett showed who I thought was going to win that match against. I, you know, on our Patreon, you know, last podcast that I had Emmett going to the final. Everything was looking good yep. in that respect. He won the first game. Yeah. He was up 11-6 to six in the third game. Luis Cordova had not scored in 12 minutes in that tiebreaker. And I thought, well, this is it. You know? I agree. And then all of a sudden, Luis gets a lucky return of serve. I'm talking about when I say sapo, I'm talking 
left hand digging out a crack serve. The ball floats over Emmett's head diagonally oh, into yeah. the right corner. Flat mouse rollout. Yeah, I remember on a that. ball that should have been an ace. Remember that? Yeah. And that just seemed to change everything. Emmett had a missed left-handed kill at eleven to seven. Right. And then from the ground, there, it I was believe. just yeah. He was done. Yeah. And he was he, he was exhausted too. Both of them were. Both of them were exhausted, but he just could not do it. I, I was th- so this surprised. This is the best I've seen Emmett play in a long, long time. And you kind of picked it. You knew well, that I he was going to go Emmett far. I thought Emmett was playing well. Yeah. I, I thought he played well in Portland in the playoffs, and I was expecting. You know him to do well in this tournament. I thought it was a nice draw for him. He lost to Luis twice since August. I thought he'd be able to, you know, kind of get some revenge. And Luis was not playing great. And even by his own admission, I haven't played well since, you know, Tucson. I don't know what's going on with me. So Luis well, is not Emmett, shooting the ball. Emmett well. and I tried to help you out with that mm. on Saturday night. Okay. Not sure. We tried to tell you all the things that were wrong with you. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you need to, you know, that's the first step yeah. to recovery is having yes. it all laid out there on the table, which we certainly did do. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's, there was no room left on that table. That's true. Actually, the table is there's still <laughs> some openings. We have, to, we have other things to place on that table. Jonathan Iglesias, Abraham Montillo, Emmett showed also in that Fort Collins event. That's great. Bear Maring. They called me. I know this is going to upset you. They did. They did. They really did. Sherwin Beck called me and asked me, and I said, you know, I think you're wanting Dave Fink. He's ranked number five on the... No, no, we want you to come. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, I don't know how many years they've had that event. I've been covering it for five. I've never received an invitation. Well, I tried to get you invited. Wow. I thought it was a missed call, but now we'd rather have you there. Hmm. I, I, that goes on the table, too, but in a different way. Wow. And I'm not joking about that one. No, I, I don't Sherwin think... Sherwin actually, actually contacted know that me. you're not. I'm not even trying to instigate a fight or get no, you upset or you know you change are. your mood or anything. No. This is a real deal. I said, I... I don't think you, I think you got the wrong Dave, mm. is what I said. Mm. Because even though, by the way, I still be able to beat some of those guys. But, well, that's not the only tournament this weekend. There is the pre LTE Super Bowl singles. Okay, in Tucson. I'll play. I'll play in that. Wow. I'll play just, in I'm going to get out my, my entry list here. You're not even on my maybes list. I've got a maybes list. Oh, really? You're not even on that. Well, put well, me on the maybes list. No, no. When put I get on an the FU, it's an, you're not even okay. on the maybes. Okay. No, you're on, you're actually confirmed now. Okay. So that's, that makes eight. That's is it just a one day thing? Yeah, eleven oh. a.m. to three p.m. Oh, okay, I'll be there. I can do that. Bring the Mevos for the patrons. Oh, so you want me to? Well, I mean, if you're going to be there, that's why you invited no, me. You I knew that I had the video, it. but now that you're coming and that you fu'd me, I'm thinking bring the Mevos. Why not? Which time did I fu you again? <laughs> Yesterday, twice. Oh wow, that was really once bad. when I sent you an, an exclusive Patreon insight. Uh-huh. One of our superstars. Yeah, okay. That was one. And then when I invited you, the tournament was number two. But we only talked twice yesterday. So two two for two, two is pretty darn two. good. Yeah. Let's go back to the first FU. Okay. What was the gist of me telling you? That well, was- I sent you a really cool story about how one of our greatest promoters got started in the sport. Oh, yeah. And Your I- response, I don't care, FU. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't really come right out and say f you. I mean, really, I never said right. I don't f and find this right. <laughs> a good reading, basically, yes. is what I was saying. Right. I don't find this a good read. But also, I found it interesting. I had two rules questions come up last week. And that I, is just ridiculous. I I emailed. I can't even believe you would email our rules anybody. director. Isn't it who obvious? got right back to me? Well, we had a former level five referee who was wrong on both accounts. So obviously, he didn't know. And 
I just, it perplexed. Our rules chairman told me you can play with headphones in. That is legal. You can play with music in. And if you serve a ball into the ground and the ball is broken, you don't get another serve. You're out. Yeah, because it hit the ground. Okay. Well, what if the server argued, well, the ball was broken and it didn't bounce properly. And that's why when I made contact, it, you know, it didn't bounce up and I had that's to hit a, it. It's low. a great argument, but I yeah. just see, I see there being an argument there. I can see that. That's that's why I asked the question. I, I th- I'm okay with that one. Okay. But it's it's to me as if you serve the ball into the ground. But again, I guess I can see your point. If a ball broke on your hand, how oh, would you know? Let's say the ball you didn't know it was broken. You bounce it, it barely even comes up, and then you swing anyway, and now it hits the bottom of your hand because it didn't bounce up to your knee level. What if the ball broke in half, and one half hits the ground? <laughs> <laughs> it's the front wall. What Do I get an F you? Do I get an F you from you on that one? No, I mean what hits the ground first? It's broken at half. Same time. Same. Yes. I think the benefit goes to the server and he gets the first serve. Well, I don't think I think works. Hmm. Not in rules. Nope. Nope. Let's quickly hit the remaining 2019 stops. Of course, New Orleans, LTE, and Senior Race Freight. That's the second Senior Race Freight stop of the year, February 15th to the 17th. Now, a lot of guys said to me, wait a minute, the hotels are four or $500. No, there's a there's a World Players of Handball rate for the Whitehall or rate ne- or the residents in. It's on the, the website. It's on the website, on right. R2Sports. You just call them, yeah. use the rate, 110 bucks. It's, it's a, a nice, nice hotel. It's very, very nice. nice free, yeah. free breakfast, walking to the courts. Yeah. You don't have to rent a car. So don't worry about the hotel. That's um, So you're going to send out a mass email no, today? No, it's been sent out. No, I mean, through R2Sports? I will do that. Yeah. Yeah, I will yeah. do that. Just yes. remind, And also remind the top elite pros, the guys in the top eight, that they don't have to play till Saturday morning. Right. How yeah. about that? Tucson LTE Hall of Fame Masters Singles and Women's Classic. Now, expect the best Masters players in the game. Expect the best women's players in the United States. This is not a women's race freight ranking event. It is a race freight light ranking event. That's March 8th to the 10th in Tucson. I love that tournament. Yeah, it's cool. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun in Tucson. I mean, the weather right now is amazing, but I think in March even better. Probably about seventy five degrees. Just yeah. guessing, but it's it's perfect here. It's not perfect everywhere though. It's pretty no. darn cold across the upper United States states. So very busy. Um, starting with that New Orleans stop, we haven't even had much of a downtime since Montana. But then we'll go to San Francisco. That's a race freight, men's pro and qualifier, and women's race freight stop March 29th to the thirty first. I love that tournament. That's and a great if you tournament. can get there a little bit early, there's so much to do there in San Francisco. Alcatraz, Thursday, 11.30 in the morning, That's right. you have Players a group have ticket, been right? emailed about that. Well, I only got a ticket for three. but I know, but you've kind of got this sort of group thing trying to... Yeah, trying. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I want everyone to come. We had such a great time last that, year. That was a lot of 2015. Fun. No, I agree only thing that. we didn't have was a handball, and they have so many courts there. Outdoor one wall. I don't understand This year, that. we will have a ball. Women's Race Freight pre-qualifier in Austin. April 5th to the 7th. I'm already hearing a lot of chatter about that. People entering, people talking to me That's about cool. it. I'm looking forward to that one. The winner of that receives a travel stipend to Salt Lake City to play in the Women's Race Freight Players Championship. Oh, that's cool. I like it. NYAC LTE April 12th to the 14th. That's that going to be the last yep. ranking point stop of the regular season. And you could get ranking points here. I, I don't expect a lot of the Elite Eight guys going to be there. I, I know Killian will be there, but... Killian, I don't... Well, I've, Team LAAC has already told me they're not going to that. So three players in the top nine are not going. You the, will be there. I will. The Cordovas are not going. So that means you and Emmett Keely. is not going. Okay. That What does that leave? Sean? He's not going to go. I don't know if he's going. 
I don't see Sean going. That's going to be you and Killian. Okay. Uh, you'll get beat by Billy O'Donnell, but um, it'll be Billy O'Donnell and Killian. Right. Basically. That's going to be a good final. You've got, kind of got that one wall style going up against Killian's. You, know, you might see John Glacius out there, maybe. I, no, John thinks he's a NYAC sponsored athlete. Yeah, so He'll he be might there. be there. Yeah. Hopefully the Coon Dog. And then right after that, there is going to be Salt Lake City, right? Well, I wouldn't say right after. That's There's, the first time we actually have a break of more than two or three weeks because Salt Lake City is May 17th to the 19th. So we've got five weeks after the LTE in New York before the Players' Championship okay. to really gear up, get ready for that one. Yeah. So that'd be good. What a season. Yeah, no, it's, it's really been a fun season. Wow. I really like it. Like it a lot. I'm it's, glad, too, because I kind of have that depression after the Worlds. No, I didn't. I don't, I don't yeah, know Yeah, I know. You, you just keep saying Sorry. that. Sorry, I thought I would bring it up. But I'd say this is as busy as we've ever been in terms of race stops in a four-month period. And I say, you know, when we're so busy, might as well just do a radio show. Right. I mean, it's only going to take all day to get this on the air. Well, February is not that busy a month for handball birthdays, but we do have some big names. Oh, you just want to roll so, into yeah, it? Yeah, we just rolled. Okay. Do it. The captain, Steve Soto. Ooh, really? 30. Just joking. 45. 40. Wow. Steve Soto, two events in a row. He's just sort of taken the bull by the horns, just kind of come in there and just taking charge. And you know when Steve Soto is running things, yeah. you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, don't worry. It's just everything is under control. Steve's the best. The absolute best. Peter Function, who looked to be on the verge of the top eight this season. He started the season at number 10. He lost to Marco Chavez in that first stop, and we haven't seen or heard from him since. Well, I've heard from him. He and I talk a lot. Uh, we're trying to get on the race. We're trying to get him naturalized in the United States with a visa. Oh, cool. That's what nice guys do. I know that that's you know something that's not you, on my list. Emmett and I talked about you. Yeah. Not helping out that way. But anyway, um He's twenty six. Twenty six? Peter Function. Congratulations, Peter. Like Peter a lot. Eric Torres, who's a co-president alongside Kevin Price of the Face Team. On the team, Face Team, yeah. 27. He's the VP. Eric Torres is a guy who I like so much, but he shows up once every five months. I don't, And he makes the quarterfinals, and then, you know, hey, Eric, you coming to Montana? Nah. Nah. Can't make that one. Yeah, Why? I, be, I just beat Mondo Ortiz, yeah. but I won't see you at the next stop. No. And I probably won't see you for the rest of the season. No, I, we'll be at his club where he's sponsored mm -hmm. in San Francisco. He yeah. still won't be there. Uh, I don't doubt it. No, he'll be there. The four-wall and wall-ball world champion, the All-Ireland champion, Martina McMahon, 24. Really? Yeah. Only 24? Mm-hmm. Could, you could have said 26, and I would have believed it. Not that you look like you're 26, right. Martina. Just the I accomplishments, just, the resume. Yeah, she's been around forever. Ashling Riley, Another the two-time world champion. 30. That's right. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You heard that interview yesterday with Katrina from the Big Alley, courtesy of K3. Ashling's still very much a part of the picture oh, in yeah. women's handball. Of handball. course she is. But where was she at the She's Aces event? I mean, that's one of my favorite stops. That's the biggest four-wall women's stop in the world. 170 women's players, but not Ashling Riley. Why? I, I, I don't know. Didn't want to play. It's too bad. Let's hit some celebrities. Quickly. Polly Shore, 47. That's a celebrity? Okay, go ahead. Biosphere. Well, this counts D-list, too. Okay. TV personality Lauren Conrad, 29. I think she was in The Hills. Okay. It's a show called The yeah. Hills. I was yeah. working that day. Model Christy Brinkley, 61. Most famous yeah. for... Well, all the vacation movies driving Just her one, little... right? Well, she's been in... she was in the last one as well. Oh, really? Made I a little cameo. Always seems to make it. Oh, right. Yeah, with Ed Driving Holmes. that. Yeah, driving that Ferrari, the red Ferrari, jumping into the... 
swimming pool. Man, she's just amazing. Yeah, she's beautiful. Wow. Shakira, 38. Hips Don't Lie? Is yeah. that what that's called? The song? It, that is what it's called. They used hmm. to make fun of her in school with the way she sang, and her. I believe that her music teacher kicked her out of the class because she just wasn't good enough. Kind of like Einstein wasn't good yeah. enough in school either. Yeah, right. Mira Tierney, 50. She's a good actress. I was, yeah. I was looking her up. Wow, what a, a long, impressive list she has. I haven't seen most of it, though, but she was in Liar Liar, which I know you like. I Good love movie. it. Yeah, she's... What's she doing now? Well, she's still getting a lot of credits. Okay. She was also in ER. Did you watch that? I did. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I was a huge ER fan. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Now, this guy you won't know, but I do. Thomas Calabro. Melrose Place. He was in that love triangle with uh-huh. Kimberly and... Yeah, well... Sydney and... Why do you know this again? Um, you watch Melrose Place. <laughs> how, how did that interrupt your Vanderpump Rules time? This was pre-Vanderpump. It's, Vanderpump okay. was a precursor. And I will say I refuse to watch anything on Bravo. Now. Okay. I've taken the vow. Really? Two years. Soon as I saw the listing hmm. that they're coming out with a new TV station called, or a channel called Bravo. I actually met I the Vanderpump the cast with Katrina Casey and Aoife McCarthy. That was at a... Wax WPH Museum? Outdoor. Wax Museum? <laughs> WPH Outdoor stopped 2014. We stopped into their restaurant. Which really? Now is drawing a blank. We went. I, it was actually called what? I Vanderpump? think it's called Sir. Oh, okay. Something. Yeah, we we uh, on our way from the airport. We cruised in there. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was fun. Who else? Rebel Wilson, who is very funny, from Australia. I mean, yeah. No, bridesmaid. She kind of you know. Fat Amy, right? Is that her? I don't know. What was Rebel Wilson? Was that that's war? her. That's who she is. She was in Bridesmaids and also Pitch Perfect. Yeah, she's been in a lot of Fat stuff. Fat Amy. Okay. Yeah. Funny though, Alice Cooper, sixty-seven. I think he's a Phoenix guy. Lives right down the street mm. from us. I know yeah, that. Absolutely. Okay. I know he loves golf. Yeah. That'd be a good spot for him. Natalie Imbruglia, forty. I'm torn with her. You know. Yeah. Torn. Did she hit hit it big after torn, or was that kind of it? I think that's about it. That's enough though, right? If she wrote it, then yes. I think that was the song of the '90s. I love the it. The top song of the 1990s. I'm still, still. Barbara singing. Hershey, 67. Okay. She was in Hoosiers. Yeah. Dated Coach Dale. Well, yeah. at the end, they, I think. She they, finally they hooked up. believed in him. They hooked up. He had a rough start there at in that high school team. It's always tough when you take over a new team like that. It's got all those personalities. And you don't even let the guys shoot in practice? I no, mean, just put them on the bench. Sometimes he only played four players. <laughs> Tim Meadows, who's one of my favorites, I think this is something we can agree on. I'm sure he's got to be in your top 10 comedians. I mean, this guy's funny. No, I'm getting nothing. He's 54. Yeah. No, no, nothing for I you. mean, he's dry. The ladies' man? You ever see that? I have seen it's it. It's funny. Yes. I don't know who you think you're talking to, but yeah. Well, I some days, I mean, you act like I've got three heads. I ask you a question. I just... Jennifer Jason Lee, 53. You know me more than anybody does. And the fact and, that and I don't know you ask. at all. That's the yeah. funny thing. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that you had to ask if I knew who he was is okay. just, it was actually, it was a slap in the face. Well, I asked you about the ladies, man. I know you knew 10 Meadows. Oh, well, yeah, I know the ladies, man. Of course. Okay. Laura Linney, 51. Nope. Jaja Gabor would have been 98 oh. on this day. So we're doing 
the, well, the when I looked it up, it away. said she's 98. In fact, she died in 2016 on this day. Okay, or, I see. Okay, so these are the... she's former Miss Hungary. Yeah. Okay, and that's on my list. But then I looked her up and I realized, wait a minute, she was married to Johnny Carson. Oh, really? Yeah. Right? Was it Jaja or her sister? Well, not, one of the two. But it was a Gabor. That. It was Tom... either Ava Gabor or Jaja. That was. They're hmm. both what twins? They look like they're twins. Okay. Tom Brokaw, 75. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's good. I know he said some things recently that upset. He had to step back off some comments from the uh, government shutdown and Donald Trump. But, you know, he's viable sportscaster, I mean, newscaster, excuse me. Robert Smigel. I love him. Absolutely love him. He wrote Funhouse. Yeah. On Saturday Night Live. Also, the uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog is Rob Smigel. Also, Hotel Transylvania. With, I think Adam Sandler would have. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And don't mess with Zohan. Well, he's one of the guys that you hire in Hollywood if you want to make a comedy. He's he is Triumph, the uh, the insult comic dog. That is. Rob is Smigel. he as good as Judd Apatow? They're right there. I think Judd even uses him sometimes as a writer. Have you seen Zohan? Don't mess with Zohan. Yeah, it's all right. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of what it's I thought too. It's your goofy funny. Yeah. Not my. I was goofy. expecting more. James Spader, fifty-five. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not a fan of his. Garth Brooks, 53. Hard to believe, but yeah. Talked to him on the phone a couple times. Really? Yeah. Worked at a radio station in little old Klamath Falls, Oregon, and he called in to thank us for playing his Christmas album one year, and then it was just another album previously. And he chatted with me on the phone. He's a really nice guy. Very nice. Would you say that's the most famous person you've ever Absolutely. chatted? Yep. That's pretty cool. Although I felt like God was talking to me once. Hmm. About taking this job. <laughs> Should have listened. <clears throat> Last one. I know that you're enjoying this, but Ashton Kutcher, 37. Yeah, really enjoying it until that moment. Yeah, that kind of broke the vibe. Everything. Yeah. We're Did you say, see him in that recent spy movie? He was with Katherine Heigl on that. I didn't watch it. I did. You liked it? Yeah, I kind of. I have a thing for comedy spy movies. I think they're they're good. I enjoy them. I like them too, but I just yeah. didn't watch that one. I think I like Katherine Heigl too. She kind of was out. For I just a felt long like time. Charlie Sheen would have done a better job in that role. I think he was a little too old. And... That was a joke. Oh, because of yeah. Ashton taking his job. No. Oh, okay. Well. So I just felt yeah. no. Well, no, it was good if I had been. Actually... I'm so glad that that joke failed. I really <laughs> it shouldn't am. have though. It, no, it shouldn't have. It was. It deserved better. It, it teaches me. It's. It's. This is a learning lesson. Just don't throw the obvious out there to you. You right. can't hit a softball. No, you no, can't. It no. needs to be 100 miles an hour down right. the middle. I need that Daniel Cordova yeah. hop and serve yeah. away from me. Yeah. You're not effective. Right. No more softballs. Hmm. Join Patreon. Get your friends to do it too. Exclusive handball content will be given to you a couple times a week. Things that nobody else in the world will be able to see. And if they do see it, it'll be months from now. Patreon.com backslash WPH. Live. Dave? Oh, it's great to great to be here with you, Dave. No stand-up hilarity today. You know, we, we actually did not announce one match together in Montana. Has that ever happened before? I wanted to, but... I don't think we did, though. No, but I wanted to. Well, let's make up for it. How? San Francisco. I have to wait like a let's month and it. a half? Two. Two months. Two months. Wow. Unless, I mean, I don't think we're doing any Can we consider this like announcing I'm, together? I'm counting it. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to do the finals with you, but you just rolled in from the previous match and just, just kept talking. And I, I, just, said, I, I love the buildup. You know, I don't like when I tune into a 
you know, say a, a football game or and they talk for an hour. But I like that five minutes that comes into a match. Well, why don't we just wrap it up and then start talking about it? Well, that's a lesson I learned. You know, I, I needed to shut it down for about a minute, kick Nick, who's one of our biggest donors, out. Yeah, kick him out. Just out and then bring you in. I mean, but, you know, Nick got a lot of compliments. He and did. I, and I, they were deserved. I mean, I couldn't I'm, believe it. I'm still getting texts right now. I know. It's about, weird. I mean, this is the kind of vibe. Not when Nick, we were in the booth together. He never I talked. Thought he, I thought he was amazing. Never said one word. Nick was a pro's pro. I, mean, I heard I guess that it's hard to, four or five times. It's hard to say something when your mouth is full of food. Mm. He never ate with me. He did with me. I thought that was eating time. Mm. I thought he only sat in the booth because it's the only place around that actually had a table and a chair that mm. somebody else wasn't sitting in. I thought Nick was very comfortable in there. I thought he sounded good when I listened back to it. Mm. But live? Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible live, but really great listening back. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. <laughs> I actually made that up, Nick, and thank you for your help. And, well, I mean, what else can you say? Nick was great. Well, I want to kind of break down. We, we break down the players, but Luis Cordova in the booth. I saw him in there with you, but I did not get to listen to him. Good? Bad? No? Yeah, good. Good. Iglesias, I know, is good, and I saw him in there with you one Danny time. Danny Cordova's good. Okay. Iglesias is really good. He I, can he can do a whole tournament. I, I think yeah. Iglesias He's is, amazing. is great in there. Max Lane-Mac is good. Was he in there this tournament? No. I didn't think so. No, we. it's not big enough for Max. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who else? Gosh, we really have to go. We're way Why? over time. Well, we're over time. Hmm. Okay. They said they wanted us to keep it at an hour. They. It's like an hour and Can we talk minutes. about they? It was Apple. Oh, Apple. iTunes. Mm. So you talked to them directly? No, I was reading the <laughs> disclaimer at the bottom when I... <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's still talking. Mm-hmm. It's a communique <laughs> between their <laughs> privacy policy and... Yeah. Who else is Vic... Perez, Marcos is pretty good. Well, Emmett's excellent in the booth, and he came on Sunday to be in the booth, and we we shuffled him off and said, go referee a match. Yeah. But, you know, he, in the old days, was horrible. Right. But then all of a sudden, one day, he became good. Well, I remember happen? you. he didn't talk, and then you finally asked him a question. You say, Emmett, what would you have done with that? I would have hit it two inches high. Yeah. That was his analysis for the match. Is anybody worse than Naughty Alvarado Jr.? <laughs> I love everything about Naughty. Really? Keep sending him emails. He, I mean, I refuse to accept that he's retired. Speaking of retirements, talk to TBB, the blonde bombshell. Yeah. He's not retired. Well, I mean, I've got the text right here in front of me. No, I don't believe it. No, I mean, I, he he's just, retired to me. Just sent me a t- how, how do you retire yesterday? from something that you're not doing? Well, that's what I mean. He said that, well, I'm not retiring from pro handball. Really? When was the last time you played pro handball? After... It's stronger, meaning his left shoulder, which he's going to have rehab on for a strained rotator cuff. I'll be back playing. It's time to be an athlete again. So it's like share. It's well, a farewell I, I, tour I that question never the validity of that article. That was there's no, I don't. There's no I don't. author. What, I'm just supposed to read some it random says, thing? It says who the author is right underneath the headline of the story. Oh, I didn't see Go that. on to Patreon. I did not see that. That's where it debuted. I just can't believe I'll take your story. apologies back in $5 bills, please. I'm going to click on this right now. Yeah, well, there it is. Scroll, scroll. Well, I'm looking on the WPH website. Nope, nope. It, it debuted on Patreon with the with the author. Oh. Don't go to the website there. Okay. Not following directions. TBB can't retire from professional handball when he hasn't played professional handball. That'd be like me saying I retire from porn. 
Well, I, I invited TBB to stay in my house for the Tucson LTE. That's why he retired. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the retirement came in. TBB is also amazing on the broadcast. Yeah, he's pretty good. Oh, he just won't give him any credit. Okay. Oh, here it is. By Alex Garner yeah. of Umix. Sounds like he was you mixing some, some uh, <laughs> <laughs> tall tales. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was completely you stuck mixing there. a you mixing He's a you tall mixing tale. A tale. Yeah, here. a tall tale. Yeah, I'll have a a tall glass of that you mix, please, mm-hmm. Alex. So is you mix just mixing a tale? Yeah. Yeah, he's weird. Actually, I think he did it right. I think, I think, well, until Allen actually enters a tournament, he is retired in my mind. Well, I he mean, just he's entered not, a tournament in November. It wasn't a pro tournament. It was a, a qualifier, pro qualifier. Did he qualify? No. Okay. So he's not he a pro entered. player. No, he's, no, he is still ranked, I believe. No, he's not. He qualified in Houston last year. And that's been replaced. I don't think it has because that was February. So no, let whatever. me just. Pull this up right now. So are we supposed to go into the rankings and get rid of his 27th ranking and just, like, put a line through his name? Alan Garner still ranked number 32. 32. So he's ranked. Okay. And he's still active. And he's played in two pro tournaments in the last 12 months. That's as much as our favorite player, Eric Torres. You know, so. All right. I'll give that to you. Thank you, finally. I apologize. Yes. That five hours of just drilling the hell out of you and yeah. didn't do a damn bit of good, did it? Well, I realize I can't change the past. I guess I'll just keep on going. Just try to see if you can alter the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Emmett stepped in and backed me on all that. Hmm. No, Emmett was contributing. He wasn't just backing. That's true. He, he had his own material. I was blown away that he had all that loaded yeah, up. Right. It was he almost knows- like he was came armed with yeah. that. Yeah, he's he knows more th- bad things about you than I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how much and he's stuff. forgotten a lot too. Yeah, he has. Yeah, I'm impressed. Dave, we have to wrap this up. I know you just want to keep on going. Is there another subject you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about that race for a holy crap photo album that I know you'll never look at. But that's pretty cool. I mean, Marco Chavez. We're talking about something that people can't see right now. Well, people can order this. Do though. we have one right here in no, the office? Pe- well, I gave you one. I know, but. Do, you, do we have one here? It's sitting at my on my coffee counter at home. Okay. Well, no, we don't. Because and mine is also I came home last night and my daughter was looking through it, wow. which is, wow, that's probably two more people that you didn't even know. Well, I'll tell you this. Marco Chavez was looking at that with tears running down his face. Well, he cries. He's a crier. Hmm. 2011 to 2018 Race Freight Memories. That was great. Can you I, buy I, this at Barnes yes, & Noble? You, you can buy this on Patreon. Oh, you can? By emailing me directly. Well, why don't you make a post on Patreon? You're listening right now. I will. And if you're listening, then and you're interested, then all you have to do is email me. And I'm easy to get in touch with. No one ever has. But if they did, I'm, it's right. not, I'm not hard to find. And so now we can talk about it since you loaded it up that way. You have about right. how many pictures? 300, 200 pictures? I'd say it's 180. 180 pictures? Wish I could have done more. Now, but... does this go back all the way back in time, or is it just this last season? No. 2011. So the start of oh, the okay. tour, which was in Coeur d'Alene. Oh, so it's just a race freight book. Yes. Okay. And it's a combination of. Now I might actually look at it. Yeah. It's a combination of sort of what I would call camaraderie, guys hanging out, also action shots. You'll see a lot of the top eight and Paul Brady and Charlie Shanks, guys that have really been instrumental and supported the tour. 
and also you've got pictures of the champions. Did we give one of those books to every one of the pro players? Every we gave all the top eight in uh, in Montana, plus about four others, and that, they liked it, right? Oh, uh, they loved it. That others that have contributed to the tour, you know, that are maybe not ranked in the top eight, but are always there. Guys like Abraham Montijo. Jonathan Iglesias. You cut me off earlier when I I came home last night and my daughter's looking through there with yeah. a, she has a piece of paper and I said, What are you doing? And she says, I am taking note, some stats here, trying to figure out how many times Dave Fink's picture is <laughs> featured in this in this book. And I said, Well, you know, Dave has played in every stop except for maybe one. But I, I think two. Okay, but I've been to stop. every stop. Yeah, and you've and you're either getting your picture taken much more than most people because you've averaged about, you know, semifinal 0.8, you know. So, of course, he's going to be up there. And she goes, but is he the number one most? Because right now he's leading the way. Hmm. So she went immediately, went to look at how many right. times your picture is in but a book. But actually, Marcos leads the book. I would think so when I looked at it. But she's saying so far you're on her list okay. from the beginning to the end. Yeah. You're so far leading the way, which I, you know, normally would say is odd because... You're the guy that created the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I have nothing else to say. I just, huh. just well, wanted... it just so happens that when these group pictures are taking place, I'm kind of the one organizing them. Right. So you have to be in the picture. Yeah. Dead center. <laughs> <laughs> just right up front. Hmm. I'm not saying it's bad. No. Why would I? No, it doesn't sound like it's bad. It's a great book. Make sure to get it. Dave will put a post on Patreon and tell you how you can actually gather it. You know, we did a book very similar to this. I would say we by saying you. Mm -hmm. You brought it down to the club here in Tucson, Arizona, and this was just from the Tucson Memorial. No, this was all Tucson memories dating back to 2013. And the locals were like, how do I get my hands on this thing? Right. Right? And so then they end up making donations. You had to go out and, and buy more of these. Yeah. And it was a huge success. Right. So why wouldn't the whole race rate tour up to this point be also a, a success like this? Right. Others would like to see it. And I'm sure that when you started floating it around in Montana, there were people that came up to you and said, I'd like to get this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, buy it. Katrina Casey is featured a lot in this book because she's the women's race rate number one. She will not have to buy a book. So, Katrina, get you'll ready. be receiving one in San Francisco. I know Aoife's a... A Patreon as well. Yes. And so is Ashley Moeller. Yes. So we Ashley Moeller to... did get a book. Okay. All right. Yes. So we need to make sure that we take care of some of our peeps. Oh, I know all of our peeps. Okay. Well, that... Don't worry about that. ...costs us money, but I think it's all right because these are memories that they help make. Yeah. Can we wrap it up now? Is the show over now? <laughs> I mean, I know you just want to keep going, but... I mean, I'm trying to make up for time that we've lost in Montana. I don't feel like... Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. There was a lot of that time lost there. But I, I think we've kind of uh, run through the whole list. This is the first time we've not played commercials. This is the first time we've never done or didn't do stand-up hilarity. And I didn't even read the headlines, which I'm not going to do. Even though I have 500 jokes that I could actually put on there. What do you think, Dave, if I... Because I write comedy for a comedy service. Mm-hmm. What do you think if every Thursday I just download everything that I that I write on onto Patreon? 
You think that would be, be appealing? Under your, it's not handball related. Under your alias? No, just me. Just you? Or is it one of those things where it's like, yeah, no. But this is topical comedy, right? So don't yeah, you Yeah, it's of, like Johnny Carson stand-up. But these of, aren't really just straight-up jokes. They're kind of like you take a story and right. kind of comment on it. Yeah, is comment. That, is that right? I don't know what you call it. It would be like monologue style, topical humor. Topical. Topical. I mean, these aren't just you're coming out with 30 straight jokes. It's no, like You no. see this crazy story in the news, and then you talk yeah. about it. Right. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. I follow you on Twitter or the other you. It's definitely the other you. Yeah. The other F you is what it is. I think that's <laughs> yeah. what we found out. Okay. I wrote comedy this morning. Got up at 4.30 this morning. Wrote comedy for about three and a half hours, and I was in the zone. Yeah. It's great I was feeling. at Runner's High. I yeah. was making fun of everybody. It was great, but nobody knows it's me. I was watching Comedians in Cars last night. I haven't watched it in a while. And just It's such an art, writing comedy. It's so hard. You know, and I could see just one of the comedians asked Seinfeld what he thought of this joke. And immediately it was like Seinfeld just said, no. Better work. He's working in different angle, right? Like instantly it was like, it was like someone watching someone hit a handball and saying, no, 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 no. no." Here's a pro. Right. It's a pro. It's like, no, first of all, you've confused the audience. You've given them homework. What's the premise here? How do you introduce this? And he just broke it down instantly. And it was like, oh yeah, that's why it wasn't funny. Guy's amazing. He really is. And that series is awesome too. Oh yeah. I love it. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. You know, I can access that through my Xfinity Comcast. I got rid of DirecTV. I went with you Xfinity. Were so, you were so yeah, into I was DirecTV. So, I was, but I wasn't into the payment. I went to Xfinity, Yeah, and it connects right up with some really cool apps. I, I could even get handball just by going through the Watch ESPN app, which is just on the voice remote. Push the button, say watch ESPN, boom, mm-hmm. goes right to the page. I just scroll down and bam, there's handball. People say, oh, handball's not on TV. It's on my TV. And I'm using the same controller. Yeah. And by the way, internet and and TV cable, it's all the same thing. One just is encoded differently. But you have a keyboard, right? To help you type. No, I just do voice, push a button, say oh. what you need to do. That way I never have to get up from the couch. This amazing body that you've seen? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh-huh. You think this thing has got up from a couch? Hmm. Nah. Hmm. Nah. N-A-W. Nah, it hasn't. You'll find out this weekend how much it hasn't. When I play Good in your, this weekend in your pre-light, pre-qualifier, <laughs> pre-race for eight, pre-Super Bowl tournament. We just call it the LTE Super Bowl singles. Oh, okay. Let's just keep it simple. It's a fun day. Yeah. How late are those guys from Juarez going to show up? Um, They're going to be there for the Super Bowl? Maybe. The Super Bowl's on Sunday night. Right. So the tournament starts at 11 on Saturday morning. I'd say, yeah, by the Super Bowl. Yes. So we'll get a phone call like, you want to come down? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, sounds about right. Tom Brady isn't. He now, what happens if Leo Jr. doesn't show up? Do we just cancel the tournament? Because it, the tournament's for him. It is. Yeah. The Frito-Leo. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Frito-Leo. Right. Well, yeah, and I heard that his dad was coming, too. No way. His dad's not going to come. He's trying to talk his dad into coming. I don't agree. Hope he does. You hear that music stop? Mm -hmm. That means that we're done. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 20th episode in the books. When's the next one? I think that's what everyone... You're just prolonging this. I had the perfect ending. But (laughs) I think the big question on everyone's mind is, because now they've gotten, what, two podcasts in the last three weeks? Next week. Next week. I think we do it every week from this point on. What are we talking about next week? Ford Obviously, we haven't talked about anything with substance <laughs> for the last 15 minutes. I think we can do this all day long. That's okay. the sad part. Yeah. 
I even tried to get the subject to be about me. Mm-hmm. I talked about comedy. Right. Right? Yeah. Asked you what the rules were on Patreon. Can we post no, original I'm, stuff? No, I'm endorsing that. I'm not going to do it now. Oh, that's too bad. Not not as WPH. Maybe as my own name or maybe even a fake username. But mm. I, I, I definitely will put something. But speaking of fake usernames, we want people to write into Patreon. Yeah, we want them to put their own stuff, their own original you, content. Maybe you've got some opinions about maybe it's pro players and you don't want your name to be attached to it. That's fine. It's an OPED. Okay. You can just write whatever you want. We'll post it. I mean, just anything? Well, it's got to be, you know, can't be R rated or anything. Yeah, I mean, you're not telling Margie Pashot this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think she probably has a lot to say. Yeah, I'd say. Especially about us mm-hmm. and the org. Can we close it out now? Yes. Episode 20 is in the books. Mm. Here's your pink slip. Hang up and drive, but make sure to keep us on Bluetooth. God, no, these guys are horrible. The Dave and Dave Sports Radio Cast is live on TuneIn Radio and now iTunes.